on the Lord and you put your trust in the Lord and your confidence is on the Lord, you'll can, you'll live that life of victory and it's going to be at ease no matter what, and you'll know no matter what comes your way, no matter what storm tries to come your way, that it's not a matter of, oh, can I defeat this? But it's a matter, it's a matter of taking your authority and standing because you're, you're, ha- you are in the hands of Jesus Christ. Jesus is, is your protector. And I, I'm, I'm going to read uh, Psalms 91, seven, and it says, even in a time of disaster with tenth uh, with thousands and thousands being killed you will remain unscathered and unharmed you will be a specter specter as the wicked perish in judgment and they'll be paid back for what they've done nine and ten it says when we live our lives in the shadow of the most of god the most high our secret hiding place we will always be shielded from harm how could evil prevail against us or disease infect us when, when you have Jesus living on the side of you, when you have the light inside of you, all darkness must flee. Darkness can't be where light is. So when you walk with Jesus inside of you, the, the light of this world, you, you darkness will not be able to come near you. Darkness will, it may try to come near you, but no, when you know, when you know and you have your confidence in Jesus, nothing can come against you. He is the, the Bible says he is a great, I think it's in, actually I have it right here, in Hebrews in Hebrews 13, it talks about uh, God being the good, she- the great shepherd, mm-hmm. and we are his sheep. And when you know the shepherd, what does the shepherd do? The shepherd leads his sheep. Yeah. The Bible says yeah, the ni- he leaves a 99 for the one. Amen. He he's Hallelujah. a great shepherd. And when you when you tr- trust and put your trust and rely on him, he'll lead you and guide you through everything in life. Yeah, and I love that you brought that up. I wasn't even gonna say this, but what you were saying about um, that he'll be with you. You know, even Paul said, I think it's in. Um, I want to say it's in 2 Timothy. He says, he was standing trial and he says, everyone forsook me, but there was one that stood with me. Jesus stood with him. And, you know, this is something that the Lord has really just been reminding me of. You know, in Hebrews, it says, I will not, I will not in any way forsake you nor leave you helpless. But why can God say that to you? It's because when Jesus hung on the cross, what did Jesus say? He said, God, why have you forsaken me? So that means that God turned his back on Jesus. When God put all your sin, all your wrongdoing, everything that disgusted God, the sin of this world, it was laid on on Jesus and God forsook Jesus on the cross so that now, now he will never forsake you. Because God turned his back on Jesus, God can never turn his back on you as long as you have the blood of Jesus. And you know, that even goes back to what we're saying that he's your faithful witness. He is your high priest. He's never going to forsake you because of all that Christ has done. And you know, not only is Jesus Christ standing with you, he is on the inside of you. You know, that's something too, like that has become so real in me. It says in 2 Corinthians 13, Jesus Christ is not weak towards you, but he is a mighty power within you. Jesus Christ is alive in you and he is a mighty power within you. You are not weak. If you are born again, there is a mighty power within you and it is Jesus Christ. You know, he said, um, and before Jesus was born, God said, you know, I'm going to send a savior. He's going to take away the sin of the world and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Jesus's name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so, you know, that's a very, that's a word. A lot of people, you hear that around um, Christmas time, you know, Emmanuel, but a few Christmases ago, the Lord began to reveal the word Emmanuel on the inside of me. And in Colossians chapter two, it says, 
You are in him. So we are in Christ and we are made full, having come to fullness of life. So in Christ, we too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and reach a full spiritual stature. So this is so pretty much what this is saying. And in the verse before that, it says, in Christ, the whole fullness of deity, the whole fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in him. So Jesus Christ is actually a resurrected, glorified man that is filled with all the fullness of God. So I need you to picture this. So in Christ is the fullness of God. And when you get saved, you're also inside of Christ. Inside the resurrected, glorified body of Jesus Christ is the fullness of God and you. When you get saved, you're baptized into the body of Christ. So you are so joined with God. You are so united with God. You know, marriage is a picture. You become one flesh. So inside of Christ, you're actually joined. You are wrapped up in all the fullness of the Godhead. That is powerful. That, that, what can, how can you be defeated? How can you be sick in your body? How can we be depressed? How can we be fearful? When you get the revelation, you are literally inside of Christ joined completely with the Godhead himself. And you know, even God says he is an all-consuming fire. Why do you think Jesus's eyes are like a flame of fire? The Bible says the eyes are the the window of the soul. When you look at Christ, you see the fire in his eyes. It tells you what he's full of. He's full of the fullness of the all-consuming God. And so that means that when you're baptized into the body of Christ, you, that fire gets all over you. That's why Jesus is the baptizer in the fire of God. And when you're in the fire, you're in God, you're in Christ. It's all the same. It's all the same. So when you understand everywhere in the Bible where it says in Christ, you can actually replace it with in the fire, in the fire. Oh, because Jesus is so full of fire that his eyes are like a flame of fire. And in Revelation, this goes back to even what Courtney was saying. He's the light of the world. The Bible says his face shines brighter than the noonday sun at full strength. Okay, let that sink in. His face shines brighter than the sun in full strength at noonday. That is powerful. So when you look upon in his face, the Bible says the, his word is his face. So when you look at the word, man, the fire, that light that's radiating from his face. I mean, even as we're talking, these scriptures are like fire going into your spirit. You may not feel anything right now, but you probably do. But if you don't, it's going to. You probably do. It, you probably do. <laughs> but if you don't, I'm telling you, it is not even possible for you to listen to this and not be affected. These, no. This word is no. fire going on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost is going gonna, is gonna to make this word come alive in you. It's Jesus Christ. It's the fire. It's all the same, really. We, me and Courtney always say this. It's really all the same. The anointing, the fire, Jesus, the living word, it's all the same. And, and, you know, that's why Jesus, the more you get to know him, the more you study the word, everything begins to connect. And the Lord will make everything clear to you. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, Jesus, Jesus is the word. It talks about how, how, like we were saying before, John one, that Jesus is the word. And so when you have the word, that scripture, the entrance of thy word gives light, going back to light again, when you have Jesus as the word and the spirit of God revealing it to you, there will be light and you will be able to see all these things that Victoria, Georgie and I are, are, are talking about. We, you can see Jesus in everything. I mean, the Old Testament, everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus Christ. The stories about Abraham points to Jesus. The story about, uh, you know, 
Abraham, uh, Isaac's trying to find Isaac a son, all point to Jesus Christ. Everything that the, the Old Testament prophets talked about all pointed to the one man, Jesus Christ, that was coming into the world. The, the, the great I am, the Alpha and Omega, he is in everything. It talks about how Jesus is the one that holds all things together. He is in all and he is working through all. He is the head of the church. And so we can know as he is our head we are his body and everything is under his feet and because of that Jesus Christ is our head we're his body everything's under his feet everything is under our feet so you know that's why we have to just get to know Jesus we've got to look to Jesus we've got to seek him more than ever if you're like okay I don't know what to read in my bible today Say the topic that I'm going to study is Jesus Christ. You go in your word and you're going to encounter Jesus. You're going to encounter the presence of God as you do. Say, God, I want you to reveal Jesus Christ in me. It's how I was reading this the other day, but Paul was talking to Galatians. He's saying, I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this because I want it so badly that Jesus Christ be fully formed in you, that he that he would be molded inside of you, that Jesus Christ would be a part of who you are like victoria is saying he is surrounding you he will never forsake you but he's in you and he he's going to be strong in you and so uh uh, just another thing kind of changing topics i'll talk about how jesus is the hope of the world you know the gospel of jesus christ is the good news the gospel is the most up-to-date news that you will ever find. It's not a history textbook. This gospel, this story about who Jesus is and what he's done for you is the, the greatest news that anyone could hear. So you go and tell people the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to be giving them the best thing that they could hear currently currently in their situation because it says that the word of God is alive. Jesus Christ is alive. He is the son of the living God. That is who Jesus Christ is. And so when we begin to understand that there is a power in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to begin to understand that Jesus is the hope of the world. And you're going to want to take Jesus to every single person that does not know him, that is living in darkness, that is living in sin, that's living in, in terrible situations. You know, there's people out there maybe it's you but there's people out there that are going through terrible things they need to know that there is hope in their life that their situation is not hopeless that God can turn their life around and when you tell people about Jesus that he is the hope of the world that they they will know that there is a savior to save them from their situation I was talking about this the other day, but in Isaiah 59, it talks about how uh, people before Jesus came into the world, the people, uh, uh, us, even us before we were saved, before we were born again, it says that, you know, everyone, uh, that no one was righteous. No one was right. No one uh, could see the light. It says that they were looking for salvation, but there was none. They were looking for light, but there was darkness. They were stuck in darkness. We were stuck in darkness. We were stuck in a place where there was salvation did not look like there was it was available where uh where where it looked like I am I am hopelessly going to you know go to my eternal death but when the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached to you was preached to me 
That's when hope came. Hope fills you. And that's what Jesus Christ will do. I know the other day someone got saved and the hope came on the inside of them. When you have Jesus come on the inside of you, you have a hope, a hope that's looking forward to a future, a better future, knowing that God is on your side, that you're going to be okay. The situation that you find yourself in right now, it is going to be okay. God will pick you up because he has the hope and he will give you hope in whatever time that you needed to. God can do anything. He's the God of impossibilities. Jesus said, if you only believe all things are possible for those that are th- th- those that believe what seems impossible for man will be possible for God. It even talks about how, you know, you may be, uh, or it talks about, you know, in, uh, in the old Testament that there may be water in front of you. You can't, there's no way, there's no path, but God can make a way. Jesus Christ was the way when we didn't have a way to get to God, Jesus became the way. He is the way maker. He will make make uh, in a dry uh, in any dry season you may feel like you have no more dry seasons with Jesus Christ because he is the river of life. He will bring refreshment. He will bring hope to you. And that is who Jesus is. And he's Oh, he's so good. He's so good. We can hope in him. And that's why David talks about, I will continually hope in my God. I will continuously hope in God and I will praise his name forever. I will praise the works that he does. And that's who he is. He's the hope of the world. Yeah, and not only, okay, so he's, he's the hope of the world, he's the way, and it even says in the book of John, he is grace and he is truth. John 1, 16 through 17 says, of his fullness... Let that sink in. Of his fullness, we just read in Colossians, in Christ dwells all the fullness of God. Okay, so of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the embodiment of grace and truth. And you know, Ephesians chapter one, it says that we have received the remission or the forgiveness of sin in proportion to the riches of his grace, his grace. That is amazing. So the forgiveness, God's forgiven you in proportion to the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Romans 5.15 says, his grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. I love, Courtney was talking at youth about this. She was just saying how literally the blood of Jesus was a way, way overpayment for your sin. His grace, Grace is out of all proportion to your failure and out of his fullness, we can receive grace upon grace upon grace. And so now his grace through Christ now abounds and overflows. And it says where sin abounds, how much more will the grace of God abound to surpass it? So, you know, maybe you feel like you've been really bound in sin. How much more is the grace of God able to flow, to super abound to your account, to set you free? The grace of God is the favor of God that you don't deserve. And his grace, his kindness is what is going to draw you to repentance. That's why we preach. The Bible says that it is the gospel of grace. Ephesians says glorify his grace. It's all about the grace of God. And when you glorify his grace, that is what draws people to repentance. Because his grace will overflow. It will abound to you to set you free. That's what will make you free from sin. But you know, even Pastor Sandy 
read this morning in second Peter, you know, his grace is multiplied to you. It is multiplied to you and super abounds to you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The more you know him, that's why it says you receive grace upon grace upon grace. And I know that for me, that has become so real. Every time I have another revelation, it's like his grace empowers you to have a revelation and that revelation gives you even more grace. Yeah. It's like his grace is the reason you can Hallelujah. call out to him. And when you call out to him, he answers with even more grace. Amen. It's his grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. That's the God that we serve. And you know, that's why it's so important. We must glorify his grace. Amen. Everything we talk about must glorify his grace. Don't glorify your actions and you do an X, Y, Z. It's all about the glory of Amen. the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the passion translation, I can't remember what scripture it is. I've actually been looking for it and I can't find it, but it says it somewhere. Um, you know, it says, let me be consumed with a passion for the glory of the name of Jesus. When you glorify God's grace, like Courtney's saying, he's the hope of the world. He's the light of the world. You know, everything we've been talking about, when you magnify Christ, you decrease. John said, I must decrease and he must increase. When he increases, you will be free. You will live holy. You know, I'm very convinced a lot of the times people are bound up in sin is because even Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? You know, first he asked him, who do people say that I am? And I think that's where a lot of people are at. People are so bound up in sin. They have all this secret sin because they're relying on what other people say who Jesus is. You cannot rely on who other people say Christ is. You have to have it for yourself. Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that Christ is? Who do you say that he is? Do you say that he's the son of God? Do you say that he is your bright and morning star? Do you say that he is the hope of your life? Do you say that he is the light of your life? Do you say that he is grace and truth to you? When it becomes so real to you, I, I really believe that when his grace becomes a revelation to you personally, and it's not just someone telling you, oh yeah, well the grace of God. Because you know, some people hear that and continue on in sin. But my answer to that is that they don't truly understand the grace of God. His grace will bring you to your knees. It will draw you to repentance. I know for me, the more I know Christ, the more I'm overwhelmed by the fact that I actually didn't do anything, that he saved me all because of his grace. The more I understand that, it actually just makes me want to live more holy. As crazy as that sounds, his grace actually makes me just want to be so holy and so consecrated, which is why, you know, I love what Pastor Sandy's been talking about at church, living a consecrated life. The more you see Christ, his kindness and his goodness, I'm telling you, will bring you to your knees. It is not hard to live holy when you see Christ. You know, don't try to do it backwards. Just be real with God. You know, we always say, if you mean business with God, he'll mean business with you. No matter what you're going through, be real with him. Be real with him. He wants his goodness and his kindness to literally set you free. You don't have to fake it till you make it. If you, if you say, Jesus, I want a revelation of you. Yeah. Who God, who are you God? And when he, he right. reveals himself, That's then good. you can say, like we said in the last podcast, when you know your God, you will be strong. A revelation of Jesus Christ will be a mighty power within you that will make you strong and able to do exploits. Yeah. You know that, that you don't have to be, you know, we've been talking about godliness on the outside, but you can have the real deal when you seek the face yeah. of Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, you have yeah. to. You have to really. Good. You have to die to. You have to get over yourself. Like I'm not saying, but I'm saying in general, you yes, have to get no. over. You ha- you genuinely have to get over yourself because that's actually what my testimony was. I had to come to the point where it says, where I had to say, Lord, like it doesn't matter if I don't do one more thing after this. I totally, George totally dies yes. to George, mm-hmm. and that's when the Lord truly could do a work in my life. Is when I let every form of pride die to myself because the 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 Bible says pr- the. Pride comes before the fall. If you let pride into your life, that'll send you down a path of destruction. But it's when you give yourself to the Lord and you say, Lord, do what you want to do in my life. I'm going to be a willing vessel and it doesn't matter what you do as long as I'm able to please you, Lord. Come into my life. Change me. Fill me. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. The Lord will meet you where you're at. The Lord knows your heart. And that's why you come open with a heart open you can't come to the lord halfway you can't give the god half of you the bible says you're either serving the enemy or there's no there's you can't be lukewarm you're rather serving the enemy or you're serving the lord and you have to be real with yourself which one am i serving and if you even have to think about it you're most likely not serving the lord because you would know if you were and so you have to come boldly to the throne, boldly, confidently knowing that he's going to receive you. And he's already given you grace. He's already sent Jesus to die for you. Jesus' blood was the covenant that God made with us, that gave us healing, that gave us life, that gave us prosperity. Everything we need is in the blood of Jesus. And you have to come boldly knowing, and you have to be real with God, and you have to be real with yourself. Because if you can't die to yourself, and you can't come real to God, God can't use you because you're still prideful. Yeah. Saved by the blood. Saved by the blood. Saved by grace. And you're not a sinner saved by grace, by the way. You're not a sinner after you yeah, come to the Yeah, yeah once, you're no Once you longer, get saved, no longer a sinner. No, no longer I mean, a sinner. Yeah. Yeah, and I love even in Ephesians 2, you're talking about the blood. Just to talk about the blood, we're talking about Jesus. His blood is, this says the life is in the blood. So the life yeah. of Jesus is in his blood. Yeah. Well, you know, the, in the TPT in Ephesians, I love this, the way it phrases it. It says, we have the treasures of redemption through his blood. So if you have his blood, You have all the treasures of redemption. I mean, that is like incredible you gotta understand it is nothing to do with you that's that's what allows us to be able to worship freely when i when i'm Mm -hmm. reminded of the fact that no matter how good of a person i think i am it's the the reason that god blesses me the reason god will do anything for you Mm -hmm. is because of the shed blood of jesus christ you know that is the only reason and i love that song y'all probably heard that song um his blood speaks a better word than all the empty things I've heard upon this earth. You know, the, whatever the world says you are, you know, we talked about in your identity, your new identity is Christ's identity. Yeah. You know, the world may say you're rejected. The world may say you're not good enough. The world may say you're not able to live a righteous life. The world may say you'll always be enslaved to that addiction. The world may say you'll always be depressed. You'll always be on the outside. But thank you, Lord. The blood of Jesus also speaks. You know, the blood of Jesus is alive and it's still the same today as it was 2,000 years ago years ago the bible says in the book of hebrews that the blood of jesus actually cries out for you the blood if you are a saved born again believer the blood of jesus has been sprinkled on your head and it actually cries out for you it cries out freedom it cries out healing it's 
speaks a better word over you. It speaks victory. It speaks deliverance. It speaks power. It speaks everything good, everything that the word of God, it speaks your new identity. And when you're so convinced, you know, I encourage you, become so aware of the blood that has been sprinkled on your head. Become aware. Think about it constantly. You know, the book of Romans says, reckon yourself, consider yourself dead to sin and living an unbroken fellowship with God. Why can you consider yourself living an unbroken fellowship with God? You know, you may mess up and think, oh, well, now my fellowship with God's broken. Eh, Wrong. Wrong answer. The blood of Jesus says you live now in unbroken fellowship with God. You know, the devil is the one who's trying to tell you, like, remind you of your sin. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts you of the blood and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So when you mess up, maybe you have a sinful thought. Yes, we cast it down. But remind yourself, wow, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Your blood speaks a better word over me that I'm not guilty, that I'm free, that I have control over my mind. I thank you, Jesus. You're praying for me right now that I will be free from this. Whatever it is, whatever you're enslaved to, whatever you're in bondage to, you know, constantly remind yourself of the blood that speaks a better word over you. That is awesome. You know, the blood of Jesus will never fail you. And you know, the blood of Jesus, when it's sprinkled on your head, it's there. Jesus is going to save you to the uttermost. I just want to encourage you. I don't know if there's anyone listening to this. Maybe you're like, don't have assurance of your salvation. You can be so sure of your salvation because it depends completely on the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. As long as the blood of Jesus still works and you believe in it, you have to believe in it. But if you put your faith on that, he cannot fail you and he will not fail you. And so I encourage you, seek the face of Jesus Christ and be confident, be confident that you are a born again believer. The Holy Spirit, he's the voice telling you you're saved. You're a child of God and any other voice cast it down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. No, it is. And it, it that's so important. I think it's, we're, t- we're talking about all this stuff, but you, you know, we, you know, you need to understand that you are saved and you are, it's because of what Jesus Christ has done. You had done, no, you had done nothing to earn it. Jesus Christ had done it all on the cross, the finished work of the cross, what, he, what the blood that was shed was for you. And so you understand that you are confident because of you share in his blood now that you're a new born again born of God born from above the spirit of God will make that real to you and that's important as well to have that understanding yeah and when you understand like God's equipped he's he's already equipped you he's left the word he's left the word for you so that you could equip yourself with the word because everything God people cry out oh God give me more of you but God's already given everything he's going to give you but it's your job to go and find it in the word and that's how you begin to walk in your authority and that's how you grow your confidence because why when I sit in this chair it's not because this is the first chair I've ever seen in my life and I just know it's going to hold me but no I've sat in thousands of chairs before and when you and you read God's word and you continually read it and you begin and you know it and you start to walk in it the more you walk in it and the more you read it and the more you find it and the more you search for it your confidence is going to be growing how do i build my confidence how do i become confident like maybe courtney george and victoria are and it's by getting in your word when you get in your word and read what jesus has and and let the holy spirit reveal to you the living breathing word of jesus not the dead jesus on the cross Uh, but Jesus, the living word who's living inside you, the light of the world, 
that when you know he's living inside and your confidence is put in Jesus, you will walk in a life of victory and you will never live another defeated day in your life. So, guys, we thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure you share these podcasts because people need to hear this word. And also, it's a great conversation starter. You'll have lots of It is. Of wait, I have a testimony. Speaking testimony. of. Testimony. Um, also, if you have a testimony. No, no, no. no, 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 no you're no, you're, sure. you're, 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 you're Okay, well, you know what. Uh, tune in next time for Victoria's Test. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, make sure you share these podcasts. We really we really enjoy being to pour out into y'all. And we really uh, want y'all to get this and grab a hold of this word because it will change your life. God is doing something in, the young, in young adults in this generation and we are ready to be equipped we're ready for, uh, to equip y'all and we're excited for y'all to grow yes and praise him yeah so again share these you can dm us at ya underscore power of love you can email us at tpolcya at gmail.com Again, guys, it's all in the blood of Jesus. So nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. I knew somebody was gonna listen to some. There is a fountain. There is a river. There is a fountain. There is healing. See, this is why we're not on the worship team. I'm not on the worship team like my brother. You are on the worship team. I am on the worship team. Georgie is Behind a the keys well, for the glory of God. For the glory, I scoop off all glory and <laughs> You're so humble, it's unreal. Oh, gosh. Well, guys, we love y'all. Thank y'all for joining us again. <laughs> Tune in next time to see what song we're going to bust into. Yeah. I won't be busting in any song. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Breaker. Also, don't forget to follow our social media at YA underscore Power of Love. Thanks for listening.